the summer rolls on, it's Chair Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc. Catch us on the YouTube channel as well as an audio version all across Wrestling Inc. Uh, platforms you can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you fancy. I am Justin Labar here in Pittsburgh. He's Josh Eisenberg down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Josh, as we continue on getting closer and closer to SummerSlam, let's talk about some of the headlines going on that are pretty much outside the ropes, not related uh, to booking. And we unfortunately have to start with uh, some sad news. Uh, two uh, notable deaths in the pro wrestling world on the same day this past weekend. Uh, Brian Lawler, known to wrestling fans as Brian Christopher, son of Jerry Lawler, uh, died at a very young age, age 46, after um, what's reportedly an attempted hanging uh, while he was in, uh, in a corrections facility, and then that led uh, ultimately to his passing. And then Nikolai Volkov, wrestling legend, passing away at age 70. Uh, reaction, memories, anything for uh, these two? Yeah, I mean, uh, Nikolai Volkov, obviously, is one of the guys in WWE that was one of the natural heels, you know, the born heel that people love to hate, but outside, everybody says he's one of the nicest guys in the business, which is interesting to hear. Um, obviously, you know, passing away at 70 years old, I don't have much of a, a memory of a great moment of Nikolai Volkov that I can remember, you know, personally seeing it live, obviously. Um, but Brian Christopher, you know, Brian Lawler, completely different story, Justin, because this is a guy that the past couple of years was haunted by some um, you know, bad habits and some addictions and tried to get help. Again, another guy that has been told is such a great guy, such a nice guy, and had some demons that he couldn't get past. I mean, some of the great memories of Too Cool and Rikishi, I mean, you can never forget some of that great stuff in the Attitude Era um, that may not necessarily have been the best actual wrestling or storytelling, but it could have been the most popular segments of the night. And I think that's something that Brian Christopher and Scotty Too Hot and Rikishi can always hold on as much as it was controlled by Rock, Austin, and all these people, it was always going to be Brian Christopher dancing and, and these guys putting on a performance in a show. So it was exciting to see. Yeah, Nikolai Volkov, uh, as you said, you know, a new a natural true heel. Uh, I, I was fortunate to meet him a few times as a kid. One of my fond memories of him is uh, <laughs> actually a little bit of a comedy. It was him doing the Million Dollar Man's uh, uh, corporation and, and faction in the mid-'90s, right around 94 or 95. Um, and then Brian, you know, Brian Christopher, you know, I mean, you know, him and Scotty Tuati got paired together basically because, uh, you know, they, they faced each other in the light heavyweight tournament, I believe it was. Uh, and then that kind of spiraled into them being a tag team. And then it, it really evolved into, uh, into, you know, the overact. It was one of the most overacts that people would go to, to each, uh, each event and want to see is see the dance, see the worm, see the shovel, see Rikishi, uh, you know, slapping that big ass. So, yeah, unfortunate, um, you know, I... I really feel for obviously his dad, Jerry Lawler. Nobody should have to bury a, a child, and you know Jerry Lawler's obviously had you know has dealt with his own stuff to do. Not 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 personally. Jerry Lawler's always been a pretty good you know pretty uh, stayed away from that kind of stuff. But, you know having to deal with the heart attack and things he's had uh, going on in his personal life. Uh, certainly sad stuff uh, to see take place. Someone who was released from WWE uh, earlier uh, this year, Big Cass. Well, his so far his first uh, post WWE appearance has been advertised for a show in September, and he will be known as Big Cass. Two Z's. Uh, I don't. I don't know where I'm at with this one. I, I. I know that they have to. I know they want to stay close to what made him famous, but couldn't we go with Big C? Couldn't we go with? Uh, I don't know. Something else. Cass. Dirty, mind you. <laughs> Like, so whenever I first read about this, I was interesting because, you know, everybody wanted to see Big Cass um, outside of WWE because he's been very quiet and, and he hasn't really come out and said this happened or that happened. We've heard stories from everybody else really except Big Cass. The name change to me is just an attempt of him trying to be as close to Big Cass as possible. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how well he does on the indie scene. He was popular, but he was never as popular 
um, without Enzo Amore next to him. And independent scene, you know, the name will carry yourself for so long. You know this better than everybody. You know, he's going to get some paydays. He's going to be booked for a while. Um, but I do think that people in the indies care more about, you know, the in-ring abilities. And if Big Cass isn't a guy that can go from bell to bell, um, and, and a guy, you know, what's going to happen with him after seven or eight months on the indie scene? Are people really going to care to see Big Cass? I don't know if they will. Well, I will say I think the first you know, three to six months on the indie scene is going to be uh, critical for him because, you know, while he doesn't have, while he didn't hold the reputation in WWE for being like this, um, you know, guy bell to bell is going to put on Broadways, uh, granted, I do think he did okay with Dan O'Brien on his way out. Uh, you know, if he can if he can maybe show some things in his arsenal that maybe he just didn't do because it didn't fit his character in WWE or what have you, if he can have three to six months where some videos go viral and it's like, it's like wow, you got to see him against this other indie guy that's been more proven, then that could certainly change the game. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting few months for him to see how uh, how he translates over because, of course, you know he 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 comes off as the more typical WWE guy with the size and such and. Um, you know, there's not a lot of guys of his size that are that are that are indie darlings, so to speak. So, um, you know, but, but but the landscape is constantly changing right now for wrestling. So, uh, we'll, no, what's that? No Wardlow. Yes, no, of course not. Uh, he, he doesn't have war in his name. He, he has he, he has ass. He doesn't have war in his name. Um, Kane, this this one, and I, I still we, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but this is still just so fun and crazy to say. Uh, the devil's favorite demon, Kane, played by Glenn Jacobs, of course, uh, is now officially the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Is this the end of Kane, the masked character in WWE? No, no, I don't think so. I think as, as well as the mayor. Well, I think we might see some. He's not going to be back doing like regular storylines, but I think that we'll see him maybe come back for like a rumble appearance or. You know, little little one-offs. If, if you know, if, if if Pete Rose is 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 it's at WrestleMania in New York next year, he comes out. You know, I, I still think we'll see. I mean, I still think we'll still you know see some one-offs. But no, he won't be uh, he won't be uh, doing anything steady uh, right now because he's going to have the mayor obligations. Yeah. But I don't see any reason why he's not going. to. I mean, he he didn't shy away from using WWE to get himself elected. I mean, he did a he did a fundraising a meet and greet a, a rare meet and greet with he and the Undertaker. I mean. Uh, Matt Hardy did, you know, I mean, like every, all of his buddies did stuff to help, and he used, you know, fire as his logo and his logo. He used his music to take the podium. I mean, so he's he's not hiding away from what he is when he puts that mask on. Well, it needs to be one more storyline for Kane. You know, obviously, uh, congratulations to him. This is great. I think it's really good for WWE as a whole as well, having a guy in such a high role. You know, you have the Linda McMahon and, and her position, uh, you know, in Congress and Vince McMahon, obviously. But it's nice to see somebody like Kane that actually has. Um, a surprising background, and you know, I know his wife's in realty, and he's in realty, and now he's you know, with this as the mayor of Knox County. Um, but my last thing is going to be one more match. What is his retirement match? It's going to be interesting to see if they give him something like that. It'll be have, it'll have to be something that is contradicting what you're saying is saying he can come back here and there. Um, but it could be time for maybe one more Kane run in about a year or two, and just have three or four months of the big. Red Machine, or the de- demon's favorite playground, whatever the hell you want to call him these days. Um, I think he deserves that, and then obviously setting his place rightfully into the WWE Hall of Fame. But so, I don't, I don't know. The, re- the residents might be fine with him using WWE to get himself elected, but I don't know how they're going to feel if he's taking one day a week for several weeks out to 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 go travel wherever to to put on this. I don't know that that and that, and that might not that might also hurt, hurt him again when he goes to get reelected. So I, I don't know, but. And nonetheless, I mean, we're going to see him again in WWE. This isn't the end of it, and, and, and even even when his political aspirations are done, unless he continues to move up the ladder, I think, yeah, we will get one more at least farewell story eventually. But I, I'd be I'd be shocked to see a, a steady story in the next year. Uh, well, it wouldn't be 
not as shocking to me if I saw that compared to what the news and the rumors are of WWE paying, quote, people saying that they're paying fans to cheer Roman Reigns and to not have their anti-Roman Reigns signs. Justin, take the floor. Well, this is funny because it kind of contradicts what all the Roman, Reign ha Roman Reigns haters say. For one minute, they've been telling us that nobody cheers for Roman and it's failed and Vince is out of touch. But now they're saying that, 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 that over $5 million or something has been paid to get people to cheer. It, like, what, how does that even work? Some guy from WWE hands you a $20 bill and then, like, what happens if you don't cheer? And, or, or, or what happens? I mean, like, this makes no sense. What, what, it makes no sense. I, it doesn't make sense to me. It's just fans trying to latch onto something. And another reason that they're bitching and complaining that Roman Reigns is facing Brock Lesnar. I wonder what it's going to take for the marks out there just to stop with the Roman Reigns bitching. Will it ever stop? I mean, it's not even cool anymore to pretend like he's not a good wrestler. You know, for the first couple of years, it was like, oh, he's not that great of a wrestler. And he'll put on good matches still, but he still does the same thing. But when's it going to not be cool or funny anymore? Because well, it's... Yeah, no, and it's 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 a great question, and it's no and it's no coincidence that this randomly got started by. In fact, I think one of the yahoos that started on Twitter, I looked at his bio, and, and his bio was all about you know New Japan, blah blah, blah and it actually says FWWE. So that I mean, it's no coincidence that it's coming also after a Monday Night Raw where Roman actually did get some cheers, where the 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 booking of how, what they did with Brock and Paul Heyman. Uh, painted Roman in a light where people were like, all right, I'm going to cheer for Roman in this situation. So I don't think that's a coincidence uh, that this, this all of a sudden uh, sparked up. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 Roman is a good worker. You know, I mean, we can certainly, and we have, and we will continue, you can pick apart where WWE's going right or wrong with the options of booking him and, 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 and what to do. But yeah, to, to say that he's a failure, to say that, I mean, I don't think they realize how much money he actually draws in for the company, and that's, that's not a failure. Boy, that's why they don't care because it's not their boy. Yeah. But yeah, Miami is a is a mixed melting pot of fans, and he got cheered at the end. And WWE did a really good job of doing that on Monday. I don't think it's going to consistently stay like that. But kudos to WWE for doing something that's actually getting Roman Reigns some more interaction and some more uh, positive interaction from the fans. Well, we'll talk about what they did this past Monday that seemed to uh, strike a chord. It was Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman dissension going uh, in the ranks amongst these two. It looks like we could be headed for a breakup. We'll talk about that in the next video of what that means for Brock and Paul Heyman's future. And still to come, we'll also talk about Ronda Rousey. She's going to have her Raw in-ring debut this Monday. And then also on Tuesday, we're moving forward with the women's title on SmackDown, where Charlotte Flair has been added to the match. Is that it, or, or are we going to go to a fatal four-way? We'll talk about it all. He's Josh Eisenberg. I'm Justin Labar. Keep on watching. Continuing on here with Chair Shot Rally on Wrestling Inc. I'm Justin Labar. Give me a follow on Twitter. You can also check out Josh Eisenberg. He's at Josh Eisenberg 4. And Josh, a hot topic this week is Brock Lesnar making one of his rare appearances on Monday Night Raw. We see him on backstage vignettes all night long, reading Outdoor Magazine, breaking phones, asking why should I watch this show, orders a medium well steak, and then finally and then finally makes an appearance. I don't on a show called Raw of all things, medium well steak. What a heel comment. And finally makes an appearance in front of the live crowd. He gets his hands on Paul Heyman. There's some dissension there. You know, he didn't fire him. He didn't F5 him. But it certainly smells like the breakup is upon us. Uh, do you agree with this? Hmm. Yes. And I agree with this because I think Paul Heyman needs to be on Raw more than any manager that we've seen in the past decade. I mean, look at how great he's been in WWE since CM Punk was there. And obviously, when Brock Lesnar came back for his second sit in WWE, he's been a mouthpiece that's gotten people over when they didn't even need to be there. 
and his real life connection with guys like CM Punk and Brock Lesnar are great. Um, so anytime that I can have Paul Heyman on WWE television more, I want to see that and I want to see him do that. So I think the break is good, especially if we know that Brock Lesnar is leaving and uh, after SummerSlam and we're not going to see him for a while because we need Heyman on TV. Um, regarding the next Paul Heyman guy, I don't necessarily know if you can have a Kevin Owens, if you can have a guy already in WWE because you, you need somebody that Paul Heyman has a connection with outside that's realistic. I, I just don't know if the big names are guys that Paul Heyman should align himself with after he needs Brock Lesnar. Yeah, if you would have asked me six months ago, should they split up, uh, I would say no because of the real-life factor, because I know that Paul Heyman is, is legitimately linked to Brock Lesnar with, uh, with the real business dealings. That's why it worked with CM Punk. It's why it did not work, I think, with Axel and, and Cesaro and Ryback. It felt too forced. But now that we know what we know, now that we know that Brock is going to go back to UFC, and it could be some time uh, that until we see him again in WWE, if, if, if Paul Heyman suffers the title loss, if he's still aligned as the advocate of Brock Lesnar when Brock leaves and gets ran out of WWE, so to speak, then you really can't justify having Paul come back. He can't come back until Brock comes back with him. Uh, but by splitting the two of them prior, you know, it gives time for Paul to move over to somebody else. You know, I, 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 to me, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, or Ronda Rousey, and not necessarily in that order, but those are the only three that I can realistically see Paul Heyman with in order to be able to try to buy, again, a real-life factor. He has history with Roman Reigns and the Samoan family. I could see him taking a monster like Braun Strowman under his wing, just like he did Brock. And, of course, there's a you know an MMA connection uh, with Ronda Rousey. And I think the Ronda Rousey thing is good. I don't know if the fans will love the idea of having Roman Reigns with their favorite manager. I feel it might feel a little forced to the fans saying, oh, you're still trying to get us to cheer for Roman Reigns. Well, that's why you're bringing Paul Heyman on. But you know, I'm not sure which NXT superstar you know, could potentially benefit from uh, you know, being aligned with Paul Heyman just because right now there's so many characters that are so good by themselves. Um, but what about uh, something like this, Justin? You think about how far the women's division has come. And you said Ronda Rousey. Well, what if Paul Heyman is in charge of the four horsewomen of UFC? You know, you bring those women in, uh, three of them don't necessarily have to wrestle much. Uh, you know, or you could have you know, Shayna Baszler, which she gets called up early next year. Um, have her, have, have Ronda, and, and have Paul Heyman be the guy that's the vocal piece of the UFC Four Horsewomen, and then also you can have Stephanie and Triple H with their WWE Four Horsewomen. Well, WWE doesn't do a lot of stables of that size anymore, but I think it would be fascinating to hear, and certainly, uh, you know, all four of the women could benefit from, you know, Paul Heyman's uh, mic skills, and if the women's revolution and division continues to have more of their own properties, more of their own pay-per-views, if they go into a weekly show, uh, Paul Heyman would certainly be uh, an additional drawing, you know, uh, you know, boost for people to tune in and see if that's the only place they can see him. If he's not going to be showing up uh, as much on Raw or SmackDown, so you know, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think it is, WWE has to make sure that whoever is the next Paul Heyman guy or girl, uh, that there is a believable factor to it because Paul Heyman, unlike. And we don't even have a lot of managers in, in, in anymore. But Paul Heyman, you know, it, 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 he's so. You can his see right all the time. Yeah, he he he's so he's so accessible. We I mean, he has his website. He does you know, other media things. So it's very and he's so outspoken. It's very clear like who he is and is you know who he is aligned with and and, and who he endorses. So and if you really if you look at other managers around, you know even Lana. You know Lana. She's in real life married to Rusev. So it's like it's like almost anymore for the for the for the managerial position. There there needs to be a certain set of realism. No, you know past the days are we I guess of just you know being able to stick. Uh, a Bobby Heenan with anybody and make it work, or, or any of those... Um, life connection behind the scenes that people know about. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Let us know what you think. Leave a comment on the video. Hit us up on social media. What do you think about Paul Heyman splitting from Brock Lesnar if he does so? And who should be the next Paul Heyman guy or girl? Coming up next, Josh and I wrap up the playlist. We're going to talk about some of the girls, some of the women, uh, what's going on in Raw and SmackDown. Ronda Rousey, she's going to make her in-ring uh, Raw debut this Monday against Alicia Fox. And also on Tuesday, we get closer to the women's match at SummerSlam. We now know it's going to be at least a triple threat as Charlotte's been added in the mix. Is this where it stops or are we going to get a fourth competitor? We'll talk about all that coming up on Share Shot Reality. Labar Eisenberg, CSR on Wrestling Inc. Wrapping up the Binge Watch playlist. We'll be back in studio here in a couple of weeks as we get ready to hit in to what's going to be our 10th fall season. Our 10th season we're going to be going into, Josh, uh, of Chair Shot Rally. It's amazing. Uh, and we'll, we'll get the entire cast back together. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, all, we're all getting older. Alicia Fox, she's going to be up for quite the task uh, this Monday night on Raw. She is going to be the first opponent on Monday Night Raw television for Ronda Rousey. Foxy has been around for quite some time in WWE, so uh, interesting that we have uh, one of the longest tenured women in Foxy going up against the newest in Ronda Rousey. Uh, nobody, I don't think, expecting Fox to get a win here. I think it's more or less uh, how long is this going to go and, you know, does Foxy get anything? How competitive of a match is this? Josh, over or under on the, on the length of this one? Under two minutes. Under two. <laughs> I think she might run away a little bit to extend the time. Um, but isn't it interesting that WWE decides to select Alicia Fox yeah. out of anybody in the roster? I mean, come on. That's so apparent uh, with, with what happened over WrestleMania weekend. I mean, I guess that's a positive for her career that she's getting paired up against Ronda in her first Raw match. But it's just it's interesting to me because there's so many other ones on the roster. You know, Mickey James would be the first one that I would think of. Uh, just with her veteran leadership, her ability in the ring, and, and being able to maybe extend a match for Rousey. But, I mean, it's going to be good to see Rousey in another match. I think it's a smart idea. You know, you don't necessarily need to continue to build Bliss and Rousey right now because, I mean, it does build it, but it builds in a different way. You're not necessarily having them talking back and forth or a contract signing or things like that. So um, I think this is a good idea. It's a good opportunity. You might get one Alicia Fox Northern Lights suplex because it is so pretty when she does that. Um, but I think Rousey wins in under two I'm going to give it a little bit longer. I, I, I think, you know, Rousey's obviously going to, she's going to look pretty dominant, but I, I, I'm going to give it just a little bit longer. And whether, you know, whether it's cat and mouse tactics or, or whether they do, you know, uh, allow Foxy to get, get a few in on her. Um, I, but I, you know, and, I, and I'm an Alicia Fox fan. I really am. I have been for several years. But I will say that I don't, I don't think this is going to go down as like some, you know, that she got to, yay, be the first woman to, to work with Ronda Rousey on cable. I, I mean, do, do we remember who the pitcher was when Bonds hit the, the big home run for the set of record? You know, I mean, like, I don't know if that's going to really be a, a shining moment, so to speak, for Alicia Fox. Um, it's not a bad thing. She's uh, in the match. Rousey. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing they're putting Rousey on Raw, by the way, um, for a match. You know, you know, I mean, Ronda, you know, Ronda Rousey has, this will be the first time that the truest of casual viewers could see Ronda Rousey. They don't have to pay a single penny. They can just flick on USA Network on their television channel, and they could see Ronda Rousey inside a pro wrestling ring. They don't have, and, and, and obviously, hopefully, this will push them to subscribe to the network. But I think this is a good move. Um, I expect, you know, uh, I'll be interested to, to watch across the the media this weekend. I'll be interested to see if WWE kind of makes a a little more aggressive push to promote that Ronda is going to be wrestling on Raw to try to grab again those casual viewers that you know might say, oh, I remember her from the Octagon. She's really wrestling. I can see this for free um, because this is a big deal and this is what you want to try to push to saying, all right, here you can see her now on a pro wrestling ring, nine ninety nine. You can see her potentially win uh, the title in a few weeks uh, at the Barclays Center. 
and that's good business. And yeah, the one-on-one -on -one match at SummerSlam obviously is going to be interesting between her and Bliss. But as you alluded to last segment, Charlotte has been added into the women's championship match on SmackDown uh, by defeating Carmella. So now it's her, Becky Lynch, and Carmella. Is this the end, or do you add another piece, Justin? It's. I'm going to say it's probably the end, but I, I, I mean, I, I would personally add Asuka. Uh, and I know that people will say, well, what has Asuka done lately? And, and I think... You know, you, you need to have Carmella keep running her mouth to Paige and Paige put her against Asuka and say if Asuka wins, now she's at it. Uh, I don't know if they will. Yeah, they have the graphics and all made for Triple Threat. Certainly they change those graphics too, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that it's going to be a Triple Threat, but I would like to see the Fatal 4-Way. Um, I, I think just for the, the, the fact that we've you know, had Carmella say, oh, I beat Charlotte, I beat Asuka, just because she's named the fact that she's, that she's uh, by hook or by crook, gotten away from these, um, legitimate, challenge, these legitimate challengers in the, in the women's division, I think it would be fitting to put Asuka in there. Um, but the handling of Asuka has been very baffling, so I'm, that's why I'm not you know, betting on it to happen. Yeah, and I think they should actually put Asuka in there. Um, an easy way to put him in there is Carmella back talking Paige again, have a match against Asuka, uh, Carmella loses again. Um, but I think no matter who you put in here, I still think the odds-on favorite is Becky Lynch. Sure. Um, she's been so good, so organic, so natural with the crowd. People have never booed her. They still love her. She's a great wrestler. She's in the best shape of her life. So I think that's a great opportunity uh, for WWE to capitalize on having a real true face. I mean, yeah, Charlotte gets cheered, Austin gets cheered, but there's a, a, a weird Daniel Bryan-esque connection between Becky Lynch and the fans right now, and they need to capitalize that on now. They need her to defeat Carmella because that does more for her than it would ever do for Charlotte and Oscar. No, I agree. There's definitely something organic with Becky Lynch. I mean, you know, the, the, all the other women, there's obviously some, you know, Carmella, oh, she can't wrestle, and she, you know, talked about it in her uh, promo this past week. Um, even Charlotte, you know, there's 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 still those people out there that are like, oh, well, yeah, she's okay, or she's good, but she, she's only gotten the push because of her last name. But Becky Lynch, I, I haven't heard any, I haven't heard anybody say, oh, she shouldn't be there. I mean, there literally is this organic, as you said, Daniel Bryan kind of feel of like, yeah, this 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 girl's really good, and she needs to continue to get pushed, and and she delivers. So yeah, you're right that this this would do more for her than any other any other participant they could put in the match. Um, so I absolutely agree that, that that you know no matter whether it's triple threat or fatal four way, I mean fatal four way obviously again would make Becky Lynch's win look that much more triumphant that she was able to be the one to walk out uh, with 25% odds and going up against Oscar and Charlotte as two of the three of them. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see how it does in fact shake out. We'll get more information as we watch SmackDown this week. We'll be live tweeting along with it, so you can uh, jump in the conversation at Josh Eisenberg 4, at Justin LeBar on Twitter. We'll be back next week as we get closer and closer to SummerSlam. Josh, I will see you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.